servant to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey, hey, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. So I was trying to record this session and my camera got a little bit yanky on me. I don't know. And I had to take it off. So this is back to my computer camera. So I was like, why does she look so amazing in all the weeks except for this one? So this is my original computer camera that I started with, but nothing stops the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. If you're just tuning in, you're like, what on God's earth is she talking about? (laughs) Well, I'm doing a series on the five equities of life. And it's the beginning of our fourth season, so we're so excited over here at Wonderful. And at the end of every week, I always give out a life equity as an assignment. And a lot of people do what I ask. So they write me and say, hey, I love that you know, assignment this week, but they really don't understand what each of the life equities are. So we're taking this month of November and going through each of them in detail so that when I'm asking you to do something, you understand what we're asking. So this is the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I'm Dwan Benton Twyford. I'm America's most sought after real estate investor. And you might think, what do these life equities have to do with real estate investing? And they have everything to do with investing. In fact, If you think that investing is just only about making money, you are sorely mistaken. Real estate investing is a lifestyle. It's a life change. It's a financial change. It requires energy and effort, and it requires your mental sharpness and your physical. It requires your fortitude, everything. It is, it's powerful, and it is a lifestyle. And that is why at the end of every show, I give out a life equity assignment. Cheers, guys. All right, but first, we read a five-star review. So, this one is from Viola Pettit from Apple Podcasts from the United States. And it says, I'm new to personal investing, so I appreciate the variety of information given at this level that's easy to understand. Great interviews as well. Dwan is skilled at this stage. Oh, it's refreshing and a much needed listen, especially if you are an investor. Thank you, Viola. That is so sweet. That is a five star. If you would like to have your five star review read, you have to leave one and write something. And I print them out. Every week I get um, an update of all my new reviews. And I just print them out and I start reading them. So I don't pick and choose or look for the best ones. I literally just read them all. You know, as long as they're positive. So I really like this about she's um, new to personal investing. And she likes my interviews. And I teach at an easy to understand level, which is my goal. 
And uh, I'm skilled at this stage, as I love that. And I love, it's refreshing and it's much needed. Thank you. All right, so this week's equity is physical. Now, we've talked about financial and spiritual so far. We have physical and then we still have uh, family and mental. Now, physical, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. When I first started real estate investing, I started off, remember, I started off as a rehabber. And I'm telling you, if you are not in shape and you're going to rehab houses, you are going to be so sore and so stiff. And I would wake up and just be like, oh, my body, my joints, my especially my arms. Because you know, you're painting and your hair and you're using tools, you know, above your head so much. So, and I was, you know, I was only 31 or 2 when I started. So, at that age, I think most of us are still in pretty decent shape. But I started going to the gym, and I started lifting weights, and I started getting myself stronger because I physically did the rehab. So, I'd be tearing cabinets out and tearing up floors and, you know, using uh, the, the tools to, like, pull the tile up and uh, just so much. And so, I needed to be in better physical shape. So, but I had kind of always worked out, but not more like aerobics and cutesy and not like, you know what, I'm going to build a little muscle on me. Now, fast forward and now I'm in my 60s. Do I work out all the time? No. Do I rehab still? No. Uh, but I still do some yoga, yoga, I still do Pilates, I still use some hand weights, not as heavy, but I do hand weights still. And I do a lot of stairs and my... Um, Thing. I can't think of what it's called. Elliptical. I lost the word there for a second. And I still do those things because I still need to stay in shape. I'm a grandmother, so I have four grandkids running around. And I'm going to tell you what, if I don't stay in good shape, those kids after one night, they wear me to the bones. So you always need to take care of yourself physically. But I'm not always talking about just working out when I'm talking about physical. Physical is taking care of your entire body, okay? And I mean all of it, like taking care of your hair and your skin and your nails and taking collagen and supplements and using good products on you. Um, physically is stretching and just taking care and not beating yourself up. I don't abuse drugs and alcohol, and then I was like a drug act in my 20s oh my god so much cocaine ah and i would never i would never do that now first of all i just wouldn't do it but i wouldn't do that to my body it's like now i mean it's been a decade since i had a hangover so it's not all about you need to work out and if you have something that hurts you have an ache or you have a pain or you have something that somewhere in your body has been hurting for a while go to the doctor I am one of those people. I will straight out admit it. I am one of those people that when something is wrong, I Google it and I try to fix it naturally. And so a couple of years ago, I started having like all this crazy pain in my body and my joints were hurting. And so I'm Googling and I'm seeing stuff about fatigue and about this and fibromyalgia. I'm reading all this stuff. So I decide, well, I'm just going to fix this myself. And so I spent probably six months 
trying to get rid of all the pain and all the crazy stuff that was happening in my body. So I was like, all right, I got to go to the doctor. Well, it turns out I have rheumatoid arthritis. Well, I don't say I have it. I was diagnosed with it. I never claim the disease. So if you have something, don't say, like, I have high blood pressure. Just say, I've been diagnosed. Because God can heal anything. So I never claim a disease. Uh, and I have been diagnosed with high blood pressure. I've been diagnosed with high cholesterol. And I even went on, I didn't feel bad. It just came out of my blood work. I went on this diet, this cholesterol diet. And for six months, I ate every bite of food, bite for bite. I did not cheat. There was not one day. And when I went back to the doctor, my cholesterol was higher. She's like, oh, my God, your cholesterol is so high. So I had to start taking, and apparently it's hereditary. So I had to start taking some medication for that. So I take something for my blood pressure. I do take something for my cholesterol. And I take something for my rheumatoid arthritis. So, and then, of course, you know, I take Xanax every now and then because sometimes my nerves are just shot. <laughs> so, and I'll be the first to admit it. Oh, sometimes my back and my arms and my hip and my rheumatoid arthritis, like, oh, I'll take like a Vicodin. I mean, I am not afraid or ashamed to admit any of the things. But way back, like in my 20s and 30s, if I got sick for, no, I would never go to the doctor. I didn't care how sick I got. And there's a couple times, I remember one time a friend of mine took me to the, in an ER and they were like, oh my gosh, you're like on the death's door. And I had some crazy bacterial infection or something. And I've always sort of been that person that's like, oh, it'll go away. I'll fix it. There's some holistic approach to everything. And I really have been that way. But in my 40s, so I'm not, not trying to get too personal here for you guys, I started having just a lot of, uh, we'll just say female problems. And I had to have a hysterectomy, a total, like ovaries, cervix, uterus. I had tumors, endometriosis, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, I put it off, but then at some point it's like, okay, I can't put this off anymore. Like something is seriously wrong with me. And then I had a mole on my butt. And I let that go for like two years. And then finally I was like, yeah, that thing is getting bigger. I had melanoma. I have like a six-inch scar across my right butt cheek, but they had to scoop my butt like down to the bones because I had a melanoma. I should have gone to the doctor. Like right now, I have a little spot right here. It's so tiny. I was in the doctor like, what is this, immediately. And then with the rheumatoid, and I think at that point, it was where I finally was like, you know what? I need to stop being that person that tries to fix everything with an, with an herb or uh, some new exercise program. I need to physically start taking better care of myself because, yeah, I, I'm, on, I'm 60. I'm in my 60s. And so physical, yes, I do want to see you walking. I do want to see you doing just mild exercise. Even just, honestly, just stretching in the shower. Like, I stretch in the shower. I loop my uh, fingers like this. I make a, uh, a hook. And I honestly, I just stretch. Like just stretching, even stretching just feels really good. Your body really likes it. But also physically, <clears throat> I want us to be more aware of things that don't feel right. Like I had been having different pains in my body for several years. And I always just thought like, well, I worked out too hard or I, I didn't eat good. I didn't rest enough. And then it like really came on heavy to where I was like in bed for two days at a time thinking, oh my gosh, every inch of my body hurts so bad. Something has to be wrong with me. Well, by the time I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, I was already, it's like mild, moderate, severe. I was already like high, moderate. He's like, 
how have you been doing that? I'm like, I don't know. I just always just change. I change my diet. I take some supplements. I just try to figure it out. And at some point, we have to have faith in these doctors and in the things that and what they're for. And and on the other side of the coin, I have a couple of people I know that are what I call hypochondriacs. They get like, oh my God, I have a sniffle. I have to go to the doctor and get some antibiotics. And the tiniest little thing, and they're at the doctor for every single thing. Now, I love my mom. And if you, and if you know my mom, she is a hypochondriac. Like every day, something's wrong with her. It's like, oh my God, she's 85. She's, the doctor says you're the healthiest 85-year-old person I've ever met in my life. You take no medication. But every day, for as long as I have a memory, something's wrong. <laughs> so maybe that's where I, I developed my aversion to like, I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to be like my mom. Uh, but at some point, you need to. Now, some of you know, some of you don't. My sister passed away from breast cancer um, probably about seven, a little, almost eight years ago. She was 51 when she died. She had felt a little lump and thought, oh, what's no big deal? I have fibroids, and she just blew it off. By the time she went to the doctor, she was stage three, and it did not take very long for it to be stage four. So she felt that lump back when she was like 42 or 43. Didn't go to the doctor until she was like 47 or eight. And by then she had like full-blown cancer, and she died a very long and torturous because she has a super strong will to live and she didn't want to let go but it ended up being in her bones and her brain and she was literally eaten alive with cancer and it was a horrible thing to watch and even after that I was having the different pains I'm having and I still was like oh I'm fine so we see it we're around people we notice stuff and we can all, I mean, can't all of you solve all your friends' problems? It's like, well, pfft, here's what's wrong with you. Because we can solve anyone's problems. It's taking care of our own problems and our own self. And so when I'm talking about a physical equity, most of the time I'm suggesting a stretch or an exercise or a couple of squats while you're standing on there or something like that. But I want us to become more aware of our bodies because whenever you're sick or something is wrong with you your body does try to tell you it does I mean when I had my hysterectomy my body was telling me for years something was wrong the doctor's like well you know you have tumor da, 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 you need to I was like ah I'm fine and then when I had that melanoma I knew something was wrong but I was like ah, I'm fine and then a the few times I've been sick I was like ah, I'm fine and then I had the flu one time, I was like, ah, I'm fine. And then I got COVID, I was like, ah, I'm fine. And then the rheumatoid, I was like, ah, I'm fine. But you know what? All of those were super serious health issues, any one which could have been deadly. Actual deadly. Not like sick, but deadly. And so now, in my 60s, <laughs> it took me that long to learn the lesson. I am just more mindful of when something doesn't feel right or something's been aching. And, you know, there's a difference between, like, you exercise too hard or you carry something too heavy and, like, you hurt something. There's a difference between that and something that's consistently wrong. So, and I, and I don't know if you're a person like me that is sort of like, I don't go to the doctor, or if you're a person that's like, I go to the doctor every time, you know, I, I get like a flake of skin. So there's, there's two sides to the coin for sure. So let's just try to be the person in the middle. 
the person that's like, okay, I've had this thing, whatever it is, or my heart's been racing and it's been a, a month and my heart feels like it's racing and maybe you have high blood pressure or AFib or something, or you're having problems with your female stuff and you have all these crazy pains on your pier, like like just oh, mind-boggling cramps and stuff you try to you know, take a bunch of ibuprofen and, and fight through it, well, maybe you have something. Or maybe you're hurting all over in your body. You don't know what's wrong. Maybe mentally you're not feeling right. You're like, ah. So, so when I talk about physical, um, I typically give an example of something physically for us to do. But I really want us to become more mindful of things that might actually be wrong. Because nobody wants anything to be wrong with them. And... And people are, my sister was of the mindset, if I don't go to the doctor and get the news, it's not reality. And that cost her her life. So she died a terrible death of breast cancer. It was really terrible, honestly. I, I've been around a few people that died of cancer, and it was really terrible. It was really hard to watch. It was really hard for the kids, for my parents, for me. It was hard, it was hard for her. It's hard for everybody. And a simple screening and maybe a mastectomy, and she would still be here. But then would she really be here because, you know, the Bible says the day, our days are numbered, our hairs on, God knows every hair on our head. So I, I don't know if she'd still be here or not, but I would like to think that had she been more mindful, it's possible. Okay, and so when we're talking about uh, physical throughout the rest of, you know, going forward, I'm not just going to give us exercises. I'm going to have you take breaks and take a minute where you really just kind of feel like what your body just feel what everything feels like see if anything feels like it's out of whack and if it is let's start going to doctors and let's get checked out and let's find out what's happening with our bodies before we're super sick now I was like I said I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis so it's been almost two full years I still am not in remission uh, I have flare-ups a lot and even though my mind is like, oh, I'm fine, my body is like, mm, no, you're not. <laughs> so, so now I'm really trying to be more mindful about what I eat because food really affects me personally with my RA and with my diagnosed RA. And I'm trying to be just more mindful about things and overexerting and things I know that can cause flare-ups. And not that I'm trying to avoid those things as much as be more mindful. So let's just be more mindful about our body because this is actually the only body that you have. Uh, God calls it a temple. If we treated our bodies like actual temples, we'd all be in the best shape. Nobody would be overweight. Nobody would have any health issues. But we don't. We abuse our bodies. We always feel, I don't know, I still feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof and I'm in my 60s. So I never lost that mindset of feeling very young and very young at heart and very young physically. So when I can't do something, it kind of pisses me off. It's like, I used to be able to do that. And, you know, when I get into my 70s and to my 80s, I'll be able to probably do less things than I can do today. And I will not be happy about that either. But it is the way that it goes. So let's just be a little more mindful and when I give out uh, physical equities going forward, I'm going to have you do some assessing, maybe hitting a doctor here and there. I mean, I know people that, I go to the doctor every year. I mean, I always had to go because of pap smears, and then after 40, you go for mammograms. So I've always gone once a year forever. Um, and 
I don't know. That's how I find stuff's in my blood work. So I had a pair of thyroid surgery last year. Remember that? Lord of mercy, that was a hot mess. But that's because I went to the doctor. And something definitely fell off. And I was like, listen, something is crazy wrong with me. Not like, because they were like, oh, maybe you need some antidepressants. I was like, no, I don't need antidepressants. Something is like seriously wrong with me. You need to run more tests. And it was parathyroid. But I wasn't having typical symptoms, so it took them a minute to find it. But they did, thank God. So I had surgery for that. and just like, I got my mind back. I missed it while it was gone. It's crazy. I started my podcast with parathyroid. I look back at some of my shows. It's like, oh, my God. That was one of my days when I was like completely <laughs> ah, cracked out of my mind from the crazy parathyroid hormones coursing through my body. Oh, but I missed my mind. You know, you know that's why I always say, like, listen, if you'll miss your body when it's gone. So take care of it now. All right. So hit me up at dwonderful.com for your four free ebooks. And I'm on uh, Dwonderful on Instagram, Facebook, and Dwontastic on TikTok. So hit me up. And remember, the truth is in the red letters. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Ciao. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. For more information on how to make your Your real estate estate dreams dreams a reality, reality. keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.